Welcome to Back to the Futures, the official podcast of the Futures Collegiate Baseball League, presented by ChangeUp. I'm Owen Shadrick, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Johnny Maffey. We are also joined right off the top of the podcast by League Commissioner Joe Pellucci. Joe, how are you today? I'm good, Owen. Thanks for having me. Of course. And as officially opening week in the Futures League, the long-awaited return of the league is finally here. It begins on Wednesday with the Westfield Starfires in Worcester, the Pittsfield Suns in Brockton, and the Norwich Sea Unicorns in New Britain. Really excited to get started. And Joe, we wanted to give fans a little preview into the season, so we're going to get right into these questions. What are you looking forward to most this summer? Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to, to getting fans back into the stadium, you know, having a full season. You know, I thought we did a, a great job in pulling off last season with, you know, what was it, just an abbreviated 39-game schedule, you know, with, with limited fans a, a, across the league. So it's going to be exciting to get back into, you know, just a, a regular routine. Uh, we're, we're bumping up to, to 68 games this year. So just to be able to bring baseball back to, to all of our communities throughout New England is, is going to be exciting. Yeah, very much so. And after a successful 2020 summer, you guys certainly didn't step off the gas this offseason. You added two new teams, including the Vermont Lake Monsters. What was it like getting the Lake Monsters up in Burlington and the Futures up in Vermont? Yeah, so it was it was a long process. Um, you know, Chris English fortunately was was really interested in that franchise. You know, as you know, Chris is one of our longtime owners. Has owned the Brockton Rocks since you know 2014, I think. But Chris has been a great owner. Um, he's a huge fan of the of the Futures League and in our business model and what we stand for. Really, we we were fortunate that he was interested in that team, and you know, it was a long process for him to kind of you know, get the right deal for him and for, and for the, the previous owners. Um, so that was a little bit longer, longer of a process than we thought, but um, ultimately Chris got the, the deal done and, and, and we're just really lucky to, to have that franchise in the, in the Futures League this summer. Absolutely. And as Johnny mentioned, that's not the only franchise that is joining the Futures League this summer. The Norwich Sea Unicorns are in the league very recently, in fact. So how did that process come together and how did the Sea Unicorns end up joining the league? Yeah, so that was a, a lot longer process. Um, you know, it started, you know, probably last year. Um, I give John Creedon Jr. a lot of credit. Um, he was the one that kind of spearheaded the operation and, and, and kind of communicating with Miles Prentice, the owner of Norwich. So it, it, it took a lot. Uh, there, was, there was a lot that, that went into it behind the scenes that, you know, it, it was a lot more than, than baseball, right? Kind of the baseball part of things is always the, the, the quote unquote easy part. I think, but it's the behind the scenes and negotiating the right lease and, you know, making sure that you have the right resources uh, to run a team that that's the most important thing. So, you know, once that was all settled and, and Miles Prentice was comfortable with our league and, and what we stood for, it, it all came together, you know, quickly. Um, so we, we were fortunate. And again, to have Burlington and Norwich in the league this year is a huge win for us. That was kind of our goal going into the off season was to target those two teams and uh, we were just real lucky to get them. So you targeted the new teams and you brought an old friend back in the Pittsfield Suns. What's it like having the Suns back and how important was it for the FCBL to renew that relationship? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, they didn't really go anywhere. I mean, they, they didn't play last year, but they were still part of the league and, and, you know, we were able to communicate with, with Jeff throughout the summer and, and, you know, so that it's not like they ever left the league. It's great to be able to to get them back on the schedule, uh, get the fans back at Wakona Park. Um, 
as you guys know, it's 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 an exciting place to watch a baseball game. And so it's it's great to have them back and kind of and contributing to the 2021 season. But, the, you know, they were in a really rough place out there in, in Pittsfield with, with COVID last year. So, you know, we don't fault the goal clangs for, for not being able to play last year. It was it was just going to be an impossibility. So uh, they did a lot of work to, to be able to put the team on the field for this year. And uh, and they've done that. So they're they're ready to go. Yeah, extremely excited to have Pittsfield back in the league. And Wakona Park was the site of the last All-Star game in the Futures League. This year, it will be held in New Britain after it was canceled last season. What can fans expect in New Britain for the All-Star festivities? Yeah, so we're going to have a lot going on. Um, we, we've made a couple of changes to the schedule. So in the past, we've done um, Scout Day uh, on Tuesday morning, followed by the Home Run Derby um, and then, you know, an hour later, we play the all-star game. We're doing the home run derby on Monday of that week this year. So it's going to be its own separate event. Um, I know that Brad Smith with, with the bees has a lot planned for that day for, for the fans. I think we talked about bringing in some bands to play. And of course they always have their, their great local beer supply on tap at all times, but they'll be ready to, to, to entertain their, their fan base with, um, Katie Arend is, is working on the diamond program. So that's the, the mentorship program that we've been developing. And that's going to take place, I believe on Tuesday in the morning, um, followed by scout day. And then we go into, into the all-star game on, on Tuesday night. So there's, there's a lot, um, it's going to be spread out over two days, similar to how MLB does it, but it's uh, it should be a good show for our fans anyways. Yeah, we can't wait. And New Britain, the perfect place to host the All-Star Game this year. So extremely happy that that will be happening this summer. And last summer, the league did the improbable and played through the, a full season without any positive COVID tests. But this season, how will COVID safety rules come into play and what should fans know before attending games? Yeah, it's a great question. So, you know, from a league perspective, like nothing's really going to change. I mean, what we did last year was, you know, we just followed – you know, federal, state, and local guidelines as, as it pertained to, to COVID. You know, we didn't do any more, we didn't do any less. And it was a, a pretty successful summer for us. I anticipate that we're gonna continue with that. I, I think it's, you know, as everybody knows that a lot of the, the mask mandates have been lifted um, for people that are vaccinated and, and outdoors. Um, so I think that's gonna, you know, make for a, a little more normal of an experience. What, for what people are used to seeing at ballparks. But if, you know, masks are required in, in certain ballparks, then and that's what we're going to do. And each team has been working really hard and making sure that they understand what the guidelines are and that they're, they're going to be, uh, you know, have all the resources available to, to pull it off. So, you know, it, it's um, the timing couldn't be better with a lot of these um, mandates being lifted right when our season's about to start nobody's more prepared to, to deal with this than we are, I think. Yeah, absolutely. A bunch of guys putting their heads together and it's going to be a very fun summer. So speaking of COVID protocols, the Ivy League did not allow their players to play this year. What's it like having some of their student athletes sprinkled throughout your league and being able to give them an opportunity this summer? Yeah, it, it's that's what this is all about for me, really. I mean, last summer was great because, you know, we had so many and I don't need to tell you guys, I mean, we had some of the best prospects in the country that played in the Futures League last year because, you know, the, the Cape didn't play, the NECBL didn't play, and, you know, really only a handful of leagues throughout the country played. So we were real fortunate to get those guys 
uh, in front of scouts pretty much every night. And I think that, you know, we, we made some money for a lot of players. I, I think that a lot of guys like, like Sal Freelick and Cody Morissette, you know, those guys had an opportunity to really showcase their talents last summer, whereas the, you know, they, they wouldn't have had that opportunity. And, um, but like I said, I think, you, you know, did a, did a lot of right things by the players and to be able to do that for, you know, as you said, Johnny, the Ivy league guys, for example, it's great. I mean, that's, that's what these kids were, were born to do is play baseball. It's what they love to do. So I'm excited to be able to give them those opportunities. Before we return to our opening day special, we want to share a message from our friends at 78 sports. Do you have kids playing baseball or softball? We all know practice time is limited, especially here in new England, not to mention the cost of lessons and cage time can add up very quickly. Save yourself time and money by giving your kids what they need to work on their game at home. Our friends at 78 Sports can help you put together the perfect at-home training setup. Whether you want to start small with just a tee and hitting net or looking to set up a full cage with turf and a pitching machine, they have you covered. The team at 78 Sports has designed and installed hundreds of home and commercial sports training facilities, so let them help you plan the perfect setup for your space. Visit 78 Sports' website at 78sports.com. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-Y, number eight, sports.com. For a limited time, by mentioning Back to the Futures, you'll receive a 10% discount off your order. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-Y, number eight, sports.com. Now, back to our opening day special. Yeah, so you mentioned, you know, them being able to showcase their talent. They get to do it a little extra this summer with 68 games. How important was that to uh, expand the schedule you know, for the league and for getting those two new uh, former minor league affiliates in. Yeah, so it was a strategy that we, we talked about, you know, towards the end of 2020 and, you know, early 2021 is, you know, bumping up to that 68 games so we can compete with the draft league and, and, and kind of get on par with some of what these teams are used to in terms of openings, right? This is, you know, the Futures League is a, is a for-profit league you know, we're trying to make money for our, our owners. So the more openings that we have, the more revenue streams there are, right? So to be able to go to, to 68 game was huge. And, and and I think that that was something that was really attractive to Burlington and really attractive to, to Norwich and, and, and also some other teams that had inquired about putting in a team. And those are some situations that, that we're going to continue to develop for, for the future. But yeah, going to 68 games, I just... You know, when we looked at the calendar and saw that it was a possibility, everybody was pretty much on board with it from the beginning. It's it's going to be a lot. It's it's a, it's a long summer. Uh, it was a long summer at 56 games, so it's going to be even longer at 68. It's something that I think our fans are going to enjoy, and and and, and the players are going to have a, a ton of opportunities. Yeah, like I said earlier, you definitely did not step off the gas in the off season. So, turning towards you know the the, the season. What are some of the biggest events besides, you know, the all-star game that you mentioned earlier that fans can look forward to? What this league is all about is, is entertaining the fans, right? So like, I couldn't even sit here and tell you any of the promotions that we have planned. It's just, I mean, that's what each team has, has been spending their off season doing is figuring out different ways to entertain their fans. So, you know, I would, I would recommend that people go to the, the websites of, of each of the teams that they follow and, and see what different promotions are being offered. But, you know, each night is going to be exciting. You know, you mentioned the all-star game, you know, we're going to the same playoff format. The top four teams will make it, you know, one playing four, two playing three, best two out of three series. 
they've always been really, really exciting series um, in the time that I've been here. Uh, we did make uh, a rule change to the home run derby. So instead of like a, instead of a two timed rounds, we're going to be going to a 10 out first round and a five out second round, uh, just to kind of make those a little bit more exciting uh, for our fans and for the players. You know, th there's a lot to be excited about. We, 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 uh, we just finalized another deal with Nesson. Uh, each one of our teams is going to have an opportunity to be showcased. Uh, Saturdays in July are going to be Futures League Day on Nesson. So I think it's the second, third, fourth, and fifth Saturday of July. Uh, we're going to have um, our games on at noon on Nesson. So we're just kind of finalizing the schedule right now. I want to have to manipulate a few things to make sure that each team can, can get on. But it was great for us last year where we were able to get three games on. So I'm excited to be able to have four games on on the uh, on the New England Sports Network this year. Yeah, plenty of things to look forward to. And that's awesome that we will be back on Nesson this summer, continuing to help grow this league. That's fantastic. Before we get back to our opening day special, we want to share a message from our friends at On Demand Storage. Are you tired of living in clutter? Do you need more space around your home or office? Are you sick of visiting your self-storage unit? Does your business need a way to securely and conveniently store excess materials? On-demand storage will pick up your items directly from your location and bring them in storage for you. When you want something back, give us a call and we can deliver it back right away. We bring convenience to the outdated self-storage process. Visit ondemandstorage.com and submit an inquiry. During sign-up, mention the Futures League and receive 50% off your storage pickup. Once again, that's ondemandstorage, all one word, dot com. We now return to our opening day special. And another returner to the league. We've talked about the teams, but we haven't talked about an important ballpark that's back in the league. Hanover Insurance Park is back in Worcester. How exciting is it have that, to have that back in Worcester? Yeah, I'm excited to go to, to opening day there. Um, it's, it's, I mean, as you know, it's electric there in the summer. They, they have such a great fan base. I'm sure they missed being there. I mean, they, they all went out last year to, um, to Lemonster to watch the team play out there. You know, they did that because of the entertainment value that the Creedons offer and, and, and how much they love that team on the field that, that, that Alex Dion has out there. So it's going to be great to get that fan base back and let people, you know, know that the, there's still a lot of interest in the Worcester Bravehearts, even though there's another team just down the street there. I, I think it's going to be pretty impressive to see how loyal that fan base is. Yeah, we're really excited to see that fan base on display on the 26th, as we mentioned earlier. And how about a message to fans as now we're just two days from opening day? I'm looking forward to seeing everybody. We have a lot in store for our fans that, you know, had to stay away last summer or, or maybe they were only able to watch us, you know, on our blue frame live stream. It's, it's going to be great to get everybody back in the ballpark, see what we're putting out on the field and see how we're entertaining our fans. It's, it's excited. I'm really looking forward to seeing everybody. Yeah, we're excited too. Can't wait for opening day on Wednesday. Well, Joe, that's all we have for you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Best of luck with everything, and we'll see you on the diamond on Wednesday. All right. Thanks, On. Take care, Johnny. Thanks, Joe. This has been episode five of season three of we're calling it our opening day special of Back to the Futures, the official podcast of the Futures Collegiate Baseball League. We have new episodes coming out every Monday and Thursday. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see everyone soon.